0: Amen. We can hear me now. All right, here we go When I think of all the many times
1: I've been spared pain and misery. Even when I played the fool, your unseen hand was. Protecting me. Though I've had my share of troubles, I must confess to this reality. Every stain that sin had left me
0: name this morning. I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way here today. Page number two in your blue songbook, if you can find you one. If not, just sing along with us this morning. I enjoy how we sing this song these days. Boy, it hits just a little bit different when you slow it down, really understand the words. Let's worship on this just for a little while.
1: Down at the cross where my saints to.
2: you're welcome to us this morning thank you so much for being here on this lord's day i've got several requests i need to give you uh, before we open up in prayer continue to lift up of course brother kenneth hicks Uh, He's in Lewis Gale Hospital, uh, continuing to deal with pancreatitis and now some other issues. Pray for him, Brother Donnie, Brother Eddie, continuing their cancer treatments. Please pray for Sister Jean Rohr. Sister Rohr, after having battled COVID and recovered, has now got pneumonia. So please lift her up in prayer. Uh, Brother Smith was telling us or reminding us, you may have seen this on social media, he has a brother in Illinois uh, that's on a ventilator with COVID. So please lift up him and then uh, pray for Brother Clark coffee's father, Pastor Coffee, Uh, there in Tennessee, but the coffee's dad has had another stroke and a heart attack, and so they had to leave, and we certainly are lifting them up in prayer. Fellas, thank you for pitch hitting back there. We appreciate you so much for doing that. It's been a tough year, but we've got a good God, and he does all things well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning for the opportunity just to assemble together on a Sunday morning, the Lord's day. Lord, we know that hearts are heavy. Lord, with lots of prayer requests, and Lord, especially this time of year, it's a challenging time for a lot of people. Lord, we also pause a moment to be reminded of the fact of the baby that was born in a manger who became a lamb on a cross, that we might know eternal life. So, Lord, for all of these that, whose names have been called out and many, many others in the congregation, Lord, I pray that the Spirit of God would just get right beside of them this morning and be reminded that you are an ever-present help in a time of need. Lord, I pray for the singing, the preaching of your word, all the things that will happen in church today. May the Son of God be glorified as we thank you and pause to remind ourselves about the greatest gift that was ever given that didn't come under a tree but was nailed to a tree. Lord, bless the preaching time. Bless our services in Christ's name. Amen. You can be seated. Love this song. Love to hear Miss Marcia sing it. I hope it blesses your heart.
3: He's here.
2: face difficult days, church. He just tells us we won't go through them by ourselves. And he promised that he'd be an ever-present help in a time of need and that he'd stick closer than a brother. I don't know about you, but I'm glad in the darkest hours of our lives, we've got somebody who's right there beside of us. I know we got a lot of visitors this morning and this might seem like a kind of strange type of worship in a Baptist church. I'm, I'm, I'm half Pentecostal, as you've probably figured out. you're here this morning, the Lord speaking. Bethany, I want you to just uh, start over and sing it again. If there's something in you this morning that you want to just thank the Lord or bring it to the Lord, you know this altar is open. How many of you would say God's been good to you this year? Amen. Sing, Bethany. That's good, choir. You can be seated. Thank you, church. Wonderful job this morning. be where we are. Uh, we were reminiscing last night at uh, our house. We had the privilege yesterday evening of hosting our teens and young adults. We had about 50 uh, that came out last night. What a great time we had. Uh, if, you've, if you've never been around teens and young adults uh, with an ugly sweater making gingerbread houses, you've just missed out. Uh, I'm going to tell you when it all falls apart, there's always gingerbread teepees. Say amen, Cameron. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I had a wonderful time, but we were reminiscing last night about how much we missed the annual Christmas drama. Of course, we've not been able to do that for two years now because of COVID, Uh, but uh, we were also talking about the fact that even in the most challenging times of our life, we have a God who's always good, Amen. amen? Quick announcements this morning. Don't forget this coming Wednesday night, we're looking forward to an outdoor celebration in honor of our holiday. We'll begin at seven o'clock, hot cocoa, lots of good things uh, we'll give out. We've got our church Christmas ornament that we'll give out Wednesday night as well. Be with us if at all possible. And then on uh, uh, January the 10th, we'll be at Shining Light Baptist Church, Brother Jimmy Dillon, annual winter Jubilee. Uh, our choir will be singing. We'll be speaking the uh, that Monday night. We're surely looking forward to that. Then I also want to let you know, some of you are already aware of this, a uh, gentleman who used to attend here and his family, Brother Ronnie Hatcher. Uh, everybody known him as Hatch. He was a local police officer, passed away last week. Uh, and he will be at Bassett uh, Funeral Home tomorrow night from 6 to 8, the funeral will be Tuesday at noon, so pray for Hatch's family if you would, uh, and I know they'd surely appreciate that. Fellas, make your way down this morning. You be obedient to the Lord with his tithes and your offerings. Brother Ken, you come sing for us, and let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the chance to just assemble ourselves together this morning. Lord, indeed, it's an honor and privilege to be able to stand and say, God's been good. Lord, bless the offering. May it be what you'd have it to be, gift in the giver in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, gentlemen.
1: worship Him, singing, Christ is born. Born to
2: It to him. Amen. When I get to heaven, I'm going to sound just like that. That's awesome, Brother Ken. Let's stand together one more time this morning. We'll do it old fashioned way again. Fellas, y'all doing awesome back there. Thank you so much for your help, Brother Ken.
0: Appreciate them back there in the back this morning. We couldn't do it without you. That's for sure. It would be a mess. But uh, I w- I've never done this before in my life. But I was standing up here. I was thinking, you know, things ain't quite hitting just right this morning. But if you would, before we sing this next song, just pray over the service. I don't know what's going on, but it just seems like there's, there's a battle that's happening. And I don't know what's going on in here this morning. I don't know where you're at. I don't know where your mind's at or where your spirit's at. But I would just ask, you never done it before, you can even ask the preacher. I've never done this before. Just for the next minute, could we just all together collectively pray over the rest of the service? That God would just show up, show out, kick the devil out. And we can have some church here this morning to worship the Lord, amen? So let's just go to the Lord in prayer collectively, and you pray over the service with me. Heavenly Father, God, as we come before you this morning. God, I pray, Lord, for your touch to be here today. God, I pray everybody's mind, spirit, soul, and body is here today because they wanna be here, because they love you, Lord. Father, I don't know the feeling I feel this morning, but God, it feels like there's a wedge here. God, I pray, Lord, that it's moved out of the way, God, I pray, Lord, that you would show up. Your name would be magnified, glorified, and honored, and praised, and worshipped. God, we are a group of worshipping people. God, we want to worship your holy name this morning. God, we've all had a rough week. We're all a needy people. We're all a weak people. But we serve a mighty, great God. And God, we want your name to be honored, and glorified, and magnified. And God, if there be somebody here today who does not know you as Savior, God, that would be the greatest Christmas gift of all time. God, you came down from heaven, and you was born in a manger, a lowly manger, not in some palace, not in some mansion, but God, in a cattle stall is where you came. Humble beginnings. God, you came to save us, and we thank you for that. Father, your life ended on the cross of Calvary. God, you thankfully, you rose again on the third day to conquer death, hell, and the grave. God, we pray for that one does not know you this morning. God, I pray, Lord, before this service is over, that they would come to know you as personal Lord and Savior. God, be with our pastor as he stands before us here in just a few moments. God, to preach the word. God, I pray, Lord, you would just remove everything out of his way. God, give him the liberty. God, give him the unction to function in here this morning, God. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, you would rain a message down on us that we need to hear. God, remove all distractions. God, I pray, Lord, that your name would be honored and glorified here today. God, it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Let's sing Joy to the World. We'll do the first and last verse. It's page number 423 in the Blue Songbook. That's Joy to the World, first and last verse.
2: To junior Church. Come on, make your way. Thank you, Miss Amy, Miss Marsha for stepping in this morning. James and Anna left for their honeymoon this morning. <laughs> That's right. Miss Marsha's a middle school teacher. She's like, I don't do below sixth grade. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you all. Love to see kids going from every direction. Amen. get your Bibles ready. Luke chapter 2, please. Of course, that's where we'll be this morning. Luke chapter 2. One more song they're going to sing. I hope it blesses your heart. Wonderful, folks. Luke chapter number two this morning in your Bibles. We're going to begin reading in verse number eight. Renee, are you staring at the piano, babe? Keep playing. Silent night through this, if you would. Luke chapter two, beginning in verse number eight. You know what? Let's go back to verse number one. It's all good. came to pass... In those days, there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. This taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. All went to be taxed, every one into his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth unto Judea into the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife being great with child so it was that while they were there the days were accomplished that she should be delivered she brought forth firstborn son wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger. There was no room for him in the inn. They were in the same country, shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven the shepherds said one to another let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass which the Lord hath made known unto us it came with haste and found Mary, Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. When they'd seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told by the shepherds. But Mary kept these things, pondered them, in her heart the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told unto them I was reading through this two weeks ago again thank you babe and was reminded that what began as silent night ended as glory to God in the highest There are many nights throughout our history of this world that has forever changed things. April the 14th, 1865, America went to bed thankful that the long bloody war between the states was finally over. They woke up the next morning only to realize that President Abraham Lincoln had been assassinated. On December the 6th, 1941, America went to bed watching war spread across Asia and Europe. And thankful that for the time being, America was left out of the conflict. But they awoke the next morning to the news that the Japanese had launched a surprise attack on Pearl Harbor. And aware of the fact that our country was no longer able to avoid war. And for many of us, we went to bed on September the 10th. 2011, going about our daily routine, thinking that all was well, only to wake up on September the 11th, to, excuse me, 2001, 2011, and witness the very embodiment of sin and evil. None of this, as difficult and as challenging and as transformative a night as these were, none of these compare to that holy night 2,000 years ago. In 1847, a composer by the name of Adolph Adam wrote words to a poem that I think would become one of the most beautiful hymns that we sing. Brother Scott will be doing it for us Wednesday night. It goes like this. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It's the night Of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. Listen now, till He appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Here's the best part fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Oh, night divine, when Christ was born. Oh, night divine. If you'll indulge me for just a couple of moments, I want to talk to you about that holy night. And then we're going to go back into our scripture. Two things this morning. Number one, that night was a night of profound messages. It was a night of profound messages. So that you understand, it is no accident that the first individuals to whom the message of the Christ child's birth appeared was to shepherds. You need a little bit of background to understand that shepherds were among the most rejected of individuals in Jewish society. They were outcasts. They were considered to be dirty. They were unclean. They weren't allowed at the tabernacle or the temple to worship because of their ceremonial uncleanness. If there were a pecking order in Jewish society, the shepherds were at the bottom of the totem pole. And that's the ones to whom God said, tell them first. Why? Because God knew that if if they told the, 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 the palace first, or if they told the intelligentsia first, or they told the royalty first, uh, news would only spread among that circle. Uh, but they told the lowest of the low first, uh, because as Paul reminds us, he came to say from the uttermost to the guttermost. So he starts with the shepherds. Our scripture reminds us in verse number uh, uh, 10 that this was a message full of character. Again, verse 10 says, The angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Good tidings of great joy, a message uh, of peace, a message of joy that came for the entire world. I'll take you all the way back uh, to the beginning of time in Genesis where God told Adam and Eve that he would send a son. He would send someone uh, who, would, who would bruise the head of Satan. Uh, and now, uh, some 2,000 years later, uh, that someone has appeared. But what I want to focus on this morning is not just the character, but the content of the message. Look at verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David and the angel gives three names. Look at it. Born to you this day in the city of David, a savior, which is called Christ the Lord three names that the angel announces. He's called Savior. Uh, That means, uh, according to Matthew chapter number one, when when the angel appears to Joseph, that means that that he has come to save his people from their sins. But then he's also called the Christ, which is a title. Uh, It means the anointed one. It it identifies this baby as the long-awaited Messiah for the Jews. But he's also called Lord. The shepherds are told about a baby in a manger. And in fact, it is so, so commonplace to us uh, because they say, uh, the angel says, this shall be a sign unto you, verse 12, uh, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. We hear about this so much every year. We see the stories about it every year uh, that I think sometimes we forget what's really going on when the angel appeared to the shepherds uh, and says he's born, he's alive, Jesus Christ the Lord the, in the city of David. They knew that meant Bethlehem. He's there, uh, and this you'll be a sign. This is how you'll find him, swaddling clothes. You know, when we think of swaddling clothes, I think we have this impression of just being wrapped up in a nice little blanket that some sweet little church lady had knitted. That's not what it means. Swaddling clothes are strips of gunny sack, if you will. Lying in a manger. Oftentimes when we see the Christ child and we see the nativity scene and we even, when you see live dramas, uh, you'll see a, a, what seems to be a little nice little wooden bench that Joseph may have nailed together and we think that's a manger. Put a little hay in it, put a little baby doll in it and we go ooh and ah. That's not what it was like. Can I, can I set the stage for you for just a moment? Mary and Joseph are newlyweds. Now look at me. He's never laid a hand on her because the Bible has told us uh, that she wasn't just, Christ wasn't just virgin conceived, uh, but he was virgin born as well. And the moment that Joseph marries Mary, he takes upon her the shame. Together, they're bearing the shame of what's happened, uh, this quick wedding, and now uh, they've got to get to Bethlehem. She's nine months pregnant, uh, so they make the long journey by foot, perhaps her riding on donkey. uh, They get to Bethlehem. There's no place for them to stay. Maybe because of the long journey, Mary goes into labor. Can I just pause a moment and tell you that I can't uh, help but think that this young couple was terrified scared to death every one of you've ever haven't given birth or 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 your child has been in the hospital you're praying and begging god and they're in the middle of the hospital surrounded by the best medical care there is and you're saying god let everything work out imagine walking into an unknown city you don't know anybody you don't know where to go Ben, your wife is in the throes of labor and you can't even find a place for her to give birth. I think it was a terrifying moment for Mary and Joseph. The innkeeper gets lots of flack. He's always portrayed as the evil character of the Christmas story because he doesn't have room. Look at me, folks. Uh, It's not his fault that he doesn't know who this baby is. It's not his fault that the whole town is full because of the taxation of Cyrenius uh, getting all of them to their hometown and now uh, Mary's uh, in labor. It's not his fault. The challenge is he doesn't know uh, who who this child is. There's no room. We know who the child is and still we don't oftentimes have room for him. And finally the innkeeper says, I don't have a room, but there's a barn out back. I got it. I got a place for animals. You you understand, folks. I, I can't help but think if Joseph said, this is not what we want, this is not what we need. But if that's all you got. Now, in my mind's eye, please forgive me if I'm stepping off here, but I think I'm right. I can't help but think Joseph and Mary said this. This. When the angel appeared to Mary, when the angel appeared to Joseph and said, this will be the child that saves the world. And he's born in a barn. And I don't want to be gross, folks, but inevitably, when you see a live nativity, it's just so sweet. You got a mama and you got a dad and you got a little baby and they're hugging each other. It's just so precious. would not like that. I don't want to be gross. It's childbirth. It's labor. There's no midwife. There's no doctor. It's just Mary and Joseph. But there's also God. There's also God. I can't help but think that when the shepherds arrived, they didn't see a sweet little scene. They saw a very strange environment. A baby had just been born. Why isn't he cuddled at his mother's breast? Why isn't Joseph holding him? I don't know. I'm reading between the lines. Maybe this young virgin girl who's just given birth is so exhausted that she can't. And so the angel says, this shall be a sign. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, which are clothes for burial, lying in a manger. Look at me, folks. A manger is not some little wooden uh, crib that Joseph nailed together. A manger is a feeding trough. It's where you slop the pigs. It's where the cattle come to feed. There is not a one of us in this room that would allow our child to be placed in a feeding trough. But maybe Joseph had to tend to Mary. And Mary, so exhausted, so worn out uh, as a young girl having just given birth uh, and candidly, neither of them really knowing what to do uh, does the very thing they can do, which is to lay the baby in a feeding trough. But then the shepherds come and and I'm, I'm totally reading between the lines. I, I can't help but wonder if there's a knock on the door. And maybe Mary looks up and says, Joseph, whoever it is, tell him to go away. Tell him I can't. Joseph goes and opens the door, and they're shepherds. Dirty, smelly, hardworking shepherds. And maybe one of them says, this is going to sound crazy, sir. You don't know who we are. But an angel just appeared to us. <laughs> we just saw an angel And the angel said that there's a baby here lying in a manger. That's a sign. And sir, we see the child lying in the manger. So according to the angel that just appeared, this is the Savior. This is the Messiah. This is the one that will save us from our sins. And maybe Joseph... Turns to Mary and says, Mama, we got to let these in. We got to let them in. And so these shepherds become the very first people to bow before the king. The lowest of the low are the first ones to say, My king my king. Number one this morning, quickly, it's a night of profound messages, but it's a night of praise and magnification. If you go back into your text quickly, Luke chapter two, look with me at verse number 13. The very first praise service broke out on that hillside in Luke chapter 2, verse number 13. The Bible says, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. That's one of the reasons, folks, I, I never get the least bit upset when folks start praising the Lord in church. I mean, my Bible says if we don't, the rocks will do it for us. And if the angels can do it, how much more should we be able to do it? The celestial beings magnified him. I thought of something a couple of weeks ago I never thought before. These angels knew him as the son of God. These angels had praised him in his divine state before. Imagine their astonishment when they see the baby and they say, that's him. That's him. The world didn't recognize it. Creation didn't understand it. But the celestial host, I don't know how many that is. The Bible doesn't tell us. Uh, It's more than one. I think it's a whole slew of them. Uh, Start praising to God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. Not only did the celestial beings magnify him, converted beings praised him. I'm reading just a little bit between the lines, but I believe I'm right. The shepherds that showed up came one way, but I believe they left a different way. Now, don't misunderstand me. If you'd have looked at them on the outside, as soon as they left, they went right back to the same jobs they were doing. As soon as they left, uh, they were still shepherds. uh, They were still working men. uh, They were still smelly. They still had to be up all night. They were still unwanted and unrespected. uh, But on the inside, I think they were altogether different. I think they walked away as converted people in God's kingdom. Verse 20 says, the shepherds returned. That means they went back to work. Can I get a witness? They went back to work, glorifying, praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told to them. We're going to do something just a little bit different this morning. I'm going to invite you to close your Bibles for me. Since COVID, we've not partaken of the Lord's Supper here. Our traditional way of doing communion was to pass around the wafers. Everyone picks their own. Pass around the juice. Everyone picks their own. And you understand we can't do that uh, with our current conditions. Thankfully, there's a new way to do it. And we're going to do it this morning. And so I'm going to read a few passages to you. From Luke, you don't have to turn. If you want to, you can. I told you to close your Bibles, but I'm going to read to you. Luke chapter 2 becomes Luke chapter 22. What do you mean, preacher? Well, that baby in a manger came because he was destined to be the lamb on the cross. Luke chapter 22, verse 7 says, The day came of unleavened bread when the Passover Must be killed. And he, the he there is Christ, sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. They said unto him, Where wilt thou we prepare? He said unto them, Behold, when you entered into the city, there shall a man meet you bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house where he entereth in. He shall say unto the goodman of the house, The master saith unto thee, Where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? He shall show you a large upper room furnished. There make ready. They went, found as he had said unto them, and there they made ready Passover. Verse 14 says, When the hour was come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. And he, that's Christ, said unto them, with desire, have I desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer? For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. He took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine till the kingdom of God shall come took bread, gave thanks, break it, gave them to them, saying, This is my body, which is given unto you, this do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. In just a moment, I'm going to ask our deacons to come forward. And they're going to pass out. You're going to see that this is a self-contained container. There's a little wafer on the top and the grape juice is below. So no one will touch it, just you. The requirements, according to scripture, for taking part in the Lord's Supper is singular. You need to be part of the family of God. You don't have to be a member of this church. You just need to be part of the family of God. The Bible never tells us how often to do it. There are some churches that do it every week, which is certainly fine. There are some who do it every month, every quarter. At our church, pre-COVID we did it twice a year we did it at Easter and we did it around the holidays because of COVID we've not done it for a while and we're gonna we're gonna partake of the Lord's supper today I can't think of a better time than the Sunday before we commemorate his birth to be thankful for his death so deacons if you'll come forward brother Ken I'll let you help them as well if you would We're going to pray and then our deacons are going to begin passing out the trays and i invite you simply to take your container and i'll give you instructions after that father thank you lord for the opportunity to enjoy the lord's supper and be reminded that this christ child who was a baby in a manger became a lamb on a cross that we might have life and have it more abundantly says, so we pause a few moments this morning. May we do so remembering the fact that he came to die, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Bless now as we partake of the Lord's Supper. In Christ's name, amen. <clears throat> On the top a little tab that if you'll peel that back you'll get just to the container on the side you'll get the peel back for the wafer and the juices underneath so pull the wafer first pull the top part and pull out the wafer first Luke twenty two nineteen says, He took bread, gave thanks, and gave unto them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Wafer. And now you should have underneath the ability to pull back for the juice. Mark 14, verse 23, he took the cup when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, they all drank of it and he said, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. The Bible says that they went out and sung a hymn. We have no idea what the hymn was that they sung, but we tend to like to sing Amazing Grace around here. So I'm gonna invite everybody to stand. Our deacons are gonna come around with the trays and they're gonna collect your cups. And Let's sing all four verses of Amazing Grace together. amazing grace sing it with us you for being at church today now join us wednesday night seven o'clock outside special special time of year we're looking forward to it let's be dismissed together father we love you today and we say thank you for being in our midst lord on this sunday before we celebrate your birth thank you for allowing us to commemorate your death the burial and resurrection of the one who conquered death hell and the grave Lord, I pray your blessings now as we depart. Bring us back Wednesday night for a joyous celebration of the reason for the season. We love you today, and that's not a surprise. What's so amazing is how much you love us. In Jesus' sweet name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. You're dismissed.